Well, hey, you are listening to the Timmy Riggs Podcast, Life in the Meantime. Thanks for jumping on with me. It is Wednesday, and so I wanted to kind of continue some of the conversations I've been having around uh, getting unstuck, right? The keys to eliminating comparison are A, to have a huge vision, and so have just kind of wanted to move in the direction of of helping as many people as possible begin to say, yes, I can make a change in my life. There's things I can do different. There is a place that I can go. We have to create an aim for our life. And so today I want to talk about the three keys to realizing our vision, uh, to actually getting to a place where we're saying, yeah, I'm making strides, I'm, I'm making steps, and I'm taking action, because that's what it takes. We can create a really inspiring vision, but at the end of the day, if we do not have huge action steps in place, then nothing's really ever going to change. Uh, so I believe there are three keys, there's probably more than that, but three main keys that we have to begin to lean into to help us move in the direction of realizing our vision. Now, before I even get started, there are three killers. There are three killers that I've felt in my life and things that I have done um, when I'm moving towards my vision and I've seen in other people. The three killers are this, and you're just going to kind of get them when I say them. But number one, procrastination, not changing, not doing anything, not taking steps. Number two, doubt um, or the fear of the unknown, just feeling like, well, maybe I can't or maybe I shouldn't or, uh, you know, I've failed before when I've tried. So why should I even try this time? Right. So that negative self-talk that can kind of get into our lives. And then third are insecurities of just feeling like, man, I don't have the confidence. I don't have the gifts. I don't have the talents, whatever. So the three killers, procrastination, doubt and insecurities. So let's move on to the three keys. And I just think no matter what, these these are going to be valuable for you in any area of your life. Because even when I talk to people, I understand my wife and I are a lot different. Uh, I'm a big dreamer. I'm a goal chaser. It's just how I'm wired. And she is better at just being content. But she's not just coasting. She just doesn't necessarily have the giant dreams that I have. And that's okay. We both realize that's fine. That's how we are. But there are still things in my wife's life that she's saying, hey, I want to get a little bit better here, a little bit better there, or see some improvement there, you know, whatever. And so I think that these three keys are important for anybody. And I think at the end of the day, you got to have a vision. So we're working on the premise that you've already created a really inspiring vision, because if you haven't, then you aren't going to be willing to do some of these three things. So this is now the tips, I guess you would say, that you would begin to lean into once you've already created the giant vision that you have for your life. So I'll just give you all three of them, and then we will get into each of them specifically. Number one, you got to do the work, whether or not you know it will work. Number two, you have to have faith on repeat. And number three, lean into borrowed confidence. All right, so let's break it down. Number one, do the work, even if you don't know it will work. This is obviously probably the hardest part. This is you taking a step in a direction towards your vision without knowing whether it's going to work or not. So many clear examples of this in our life. Number one, let's go back to fitness, talk about it all the time. When you decide, hey, I'm going to make a change. I want to lose 20 pounds. I want to build some muscle. I just want to 
feel healthier, that first day at the gym, you're probably not going to walk away being like, dude, crushing it. I'm already realized my vision. No, you're going to walk away feeling like, did that work? Right. Day two, day three, all the way up to day five, maybe two weeks in, you're going to kind of feel the same. Now, what I always say to people who are on that journey specifically is even by week two, if you don't necessarily see weight loss or uh, muscle definition or whatever, you're going to already start feeling better. I know for me that running in the morning and then working out in the evening, it's improved my sleep dramatically. I get in bed at night, I put my head down, I fall asleep. And it's because I'm using my body throughout the day. I'm putting energy and effort out there. So right there, I'm already seeing a return. I'm seeing that it's working. But for the long game of fitness, it is three months in, you start to see the rewards you want. But week one, week two, you've still got to be willing to do the work. Let's talk about money in that aspect. Let's say you want to save money. The first week you're saving $50 doesn't, you're kind of like, yeah, that doesn't feel significant, right? Uh, but week two, week three, week four, boom, it starts to add up. Specifically in our life, my wife and I have a vacation fund. I have it connected to a robo investing account. Um, that just means that it's managed by AI. It's managed by the computer that keeps me in a very moderate um, investment account. So it's not doing anything high risk. It's basically almost always going to guarantee a return unless the whole market is down. Um, but I have $50 a week that I put into that account automatically drafted out of my bank account. When we go on a vacation, we use all of that money. Uh, and so we start that fund over at zero. So that first week when I look at it and it's $50, it doesn't seem like much. Well, I forget about that account because it's all set up automatically. So four or five months in, I begin to see, oh my goodness, because of compound interest and because the market's going up and because of my weekly $50 deposit, it's up to eight, $900. And I wasn't even paying attention to it, right? So I just had to take the step of doing the work before I know it'll work. And that is setting it all up and starting to move $50 a week over into it. Another example, when I saw my wife and I said, man, I want to get to know her and I want to go on a date with her. And no, I wasn't like, I'm going to marry her right away. I wasn't sure, but I definitely wanted to find out. That was right underneath, I want to marry her. I had to take the chance first to just introduce myself, to go up and meet her. I had to do the work before I knew it would work, that it would turn into us dating and then ultimately us getting married. I had to take that step of saying, I'm willing to do something before I know it works or not. When I planted my garden this spring, I put those seeds in there, buried it, it basically seems like, okay, I don't think if anything's going to work, but what did I do? Every other day I went out there and watered it. I made sure there weren't bugs in it. I pulled weeds and lo and behold, a couple of months go by and I see the sprouts begin to come up. And I realized that, man, the work I was doing where I wasn't sure whether it was going to work or not, I'm now starting to see rewards. And it took time. And the beauty is that as I began to see some of those rewards, it then gives me the ability to keep doing the work while I'm not sure how it will end. And so that's what's going to happen in your life. Whatever it is, whatever your higher vision is, if you keep doing the work, you're going to begin to see some small, tiny results along the way, which will help you, which will encourage you and motivate you to keep doing the work, right? 
So specifically, again, one more example, even for me, is in all this stuff that I'm doing, creating podcasts, creating YouTube videos, creating content on Instagram. At the end of the day, there's a lot of times where you're like, is it working? Am I actually seeing results? And so I have been telling myself over and over and over, hey, keep doing the work before you know it will work. And eventually you will see results. And the good news is I do see little results along the way. Number two, you got to have your faith on repeat. Whatever it is, whatever decision that you're trying to make, whatever action step, whatever part of your vision it is, it's just going to take faith because you don't see the finished project. So you are just hoping that what you're doing is going to work, just like we talked about in the first key. And so you have to make sure that you are maintaining a good amount of faith along the process. So what I think is really important in this area is to make sure that what your vision is You've got a lot of self-awareness around it because you have to make sure there's actually some proof that it can be done, right? That you actually can be what you're hoping you can become. So for instance, if my vision right now as a 30-year-old dude was to get drafted in the NFL, I think everybody around me would be like, hey man, that's just not going to happen. It doesn't matter how much faith I have in that situation, how much I believe it can happen. It's just not going to happen. I'm not built for it. I'm too old. Like I just would never be able to do that. And so you have to know what it is that you're going after, whether you actually fit into that slot or not. So also, I'm not over here dreaming to be Elon Musk. I don't have those gifts. I don't have those talents. My mind isn't wired the same way that his is. So I'm like, that is not a realistic, tangible gift or goal. But what I do have is my vision is something that is very much connected to who I am. I want to create um, content, books. I want to speak around the world. I want to coach people and I want to lead people in the area of creating meaningful lives around their mindset, money, and movement. I have some proofs that I can do this and have done this. As a college pastor, these were the things I focused on when I met one-on-one with college students or even spoke to the crowd of students. Um, I have pretty good communication skills. I'm very comfortable on a stage, whether it's in front of 100 people or 2,000 people. Like I love being in those situations. I know that I'm good at it. I know those are my gifts. I know those are things that I like working on. So I have some proof. I also have seen that other people like me have done it. They've trudged a path in this personal development coaching space and have been successful. And so I know that it is possible, A, for people to do and for someone like me specifically to be able to do. And here's the deal. I have to keep that stuff in my mind because there are a lot of down moments and the moments where I'm doing the work and I feel like it's not working and I don't know if it will. I have to remind myself that, hey, you have what it takes. You have the gifts and graces for this. Keep moving forward. Eventually, something will come from it. Another part of that is, are you getting affirmation from other people? 
One thing that's really helped me lately is I've had a lot of people reach out and say, hey, I love your content. I love what you're doing. I got onto your podcast. It's great. Hey, I started following you on Instagram and I love everything you're sharing, right? Like, and one thing that I remind myself all the time is even if I wish it was bigger and more people were involved and following me and whatever, because I really want as many people as possible to be paying attention to that stuff because I think it can help their life. The bottom line is I'm not going to be everybody's flavor and that's okay. But clearly there are people who are being moved by it, inspired by it. And so I have to remember those are the people that you're talking to. And when I do, and I see those messages from people and I get a phone call from someone just saying, Hey, keep it up. You're crushing it. It begins to build up my faith that, Hey, this is something I can do. This is what I've been called to do. And that allows me to keep doing the work. Even if I don't know it'll work. And the third one is connected to it as well, and that is you have to borrow confidence. There's going to be a lot of moments where connected to both of those first two keys, you have to give yourself, you have to encourage yourself, you have to borrow confidence, whether it's from somebody else or something else that you've done. I love, I read a quote, basically, I don't even know how it goes, but basically confidence is not made just by saying you're confident. Confidence is made through evidence. And so there has to be evidence that you should be confident about the thing that you're confident about. So like I said, I'm confident that I'm a good public speaker because I have had plenty of people share that with me. That doesn't mean I don't want to keep getting better and improve and just want to wing it. No, I'm always going to keep working really hard at improving. And so I borrow confidence from myself anytime I'm in a new situation. If I go to speak somewhere else that I've never spoken at before and it's a new talk, well, I'm able to say to myself, other people have done it and they've done it well and you have done it and you've done it well. Lean into that. And right off the bat, I am able to give myself some confidence to step into this new situation, knowing that I've actually have evidence that I can do it. I've got a kind of funny story about this. I was at the Dave Ramsey headquarters, Ramsey Solutions back in June, and I had to fly out of Oklahoma City at 3.30 in the morning. And this was an influencer event I got invited to because I reached out to them and I said, look, I want to be talking a lot about money, helping people with their money. Can you help? And they said, hey, come to this event. And so uh, I flew out here at 3.30. I got to Nashville, I think around 8-ish. I got to my hotel and um, basically was just so excited for the opportunity that I never ate. And so we had to get to the Dave Ramsey headquarters at 3 p.m. And so we're there and they're giving us a tour of all the studios. At 4.30, they sit us down and Dave himself walks out and he does a little meet and greet and then he shares a keynote with us. Well, it was like five o'clock at this point. And all of a sudden, the MC, the host of the event says, hey, we're going to have, um, you can kind of mingle, but we're going to have food downstairs and uh, you can go and get something to eat. And it's just going to be a hangout party and get to know each other over the next couple hours. Well, as soon as I heard that, I was reminded that, oh my goodness, I have not eaten anything before, before right now. And so I'm starving. 
And so with that in my mind, realizing I'm starving, I sprung up from my seat and ran down to where the food was being served. I was like that odd kid from high school who ran to the cafeteria when the bell rings, right? And so I get down there, I get my food, and I turn around and I realize like I'm one of the very few people out of 100 people, essentially, that are down here already. And so there was all these high tables, and it felt like I was on the first day of school when you're meeting people and you are in an environment that's unfamiliar and you don't know anyone. And so I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go sit, I'm going to go stand at a table uh, by myself and just allow people, I guess, to come to me. And it was a moment where I was like a little nervous to meet new people and not know exactly um, what to say or necessarily how to act, right? You always, as when you're meeting new people, you're like, man, what, what conversation starter should I use? Whatever. And right then and there, I said to myself, hey, you've been here before. You're a human being. You've been in situations at events and moments around other human beings. You've had first time conversations with people that have gone really well. Just be yourself. You've been here before. And so I was able to pull back and borrow confidence that, hey, I've been in moments like this and they've gone really well. So just do that. And sure enough, um, some awesome people kind of just came up. To, I think anyone could have come up to my table and it would have been awesome. But awesome people came up to my table, got to talk to a lot of the really cool employees there. And it was a moment where I realized, hey, you can borrow confidence from yourself. You can do that with courage. You can do that with patience, kindness, all of the virtues. And so I think that is a crucial key to making sure that you are making the right steps towards realizing your vision. So with that said, let me give you all three of them again. You have to do the work before you know it'll work. That'll keep you from procrastinating. You have to have faith on repeat, have things in your life that prove that you can do what you're trying to do and remind yourself of it over and over and over and believe that you can get where you want to go. Don't lean into the doubt. Don't lean into the fear of the unknown. And finally, borrow confidence from others and yourself, because otherwise you will guide yourself into just thinking about all your insecurities and all the reasons why you shouldn't do or can't be where you are. And instead, you're going to say, hey, I've been here before or so-and-so has been there before. This can be done and I'm going to lean into that. Hopefully, those three keys encourage you. It's simple stuff, but I really do believe. I believe that these are the things that can ultimately help you get where you want to go. So like always, as I wrap up, if that was helpful and encouraging, please go ahead and uh, rate it, share it, let me know. Um, I'm really excited about some of the next steps that I have for this podcast specifically. Number one, I've um, been working on some better recording uh, situations, and so that's good. But secondly, I've got a, I'm going to start interviewing. So this Friday, I will be recording uh Basically, the first interview I've done in a long time to be recording with a guy that I met at the Ramsey Influencer event, and he is a content creator around money, around finances. It's going to be a really fun conversation. We clicked well while I was at the event. He has a massive social media following of about 500,000 people, and we're going to talk about that, the process in which led to him to get there, uh, his mindset around money, and ultimately even what his vision is for his life 
and what he's doing to make it happen. So that should be published sometime next week, either probably Wednesday. With all that said, I hope you're doing well, and I hope that you also are enjoying here while you're trying to get there in the meantime. <laughs>